word and be involved with something that's more than a Christmas spirit. But being involved with God himself and his, who he is also Holy Spirit to come and minister in this time of the year. See, this is what people need this time of year. Though Christmas spirit is great and I love it. I'm a, I'm a Christmas music junkie and the whole bit and the movies and everything. How many here do that? You, you watch the movies? Yeah. I mean, it's a wonderful life over and over and over and over and over again. It's just wonderful, isn't it? And it's just a great time of year and a good sentiment. It's a good time. It's a great time together that even the, those who are not Christians that are just, you know, people, they enjoy this time of year. But Christians have a special insight into this season and we know that the feeling that we have and the sense of what's going on it's not something that is man created but it's divine and that God has come down through the Holy Spirit to give us power and strength and we celebrate we celebrate the birth of our Savior because we know that a Savior has come we have tasted and seen that the Lord is good we've realized that God is true and then we realize that there is a Savior why because we have a Savior and his name is Jesus. Hallelujah. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I ask you, Lord, that you just help us this morning. More than anything, God, help me and help all of us in this congregation to receive a word from you. And Lord, that, may, uh, that your word is so powerful that it transforms us. Transform us this morning, God those who may be struggling, those who still uh, may be perhaps groping in darkness may see the light. And maybe, Lord, that all of us in this room will leave this place today being filled with your joy, filled with what you have for us, God, and with a clear understanding of what this season and what this message is all about. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. The arrival. The arrival. I spoke a couple weeks ago on hope. We talked a little bit on faith. And today I want us to talk about joy and peace. Why? Because I don't have another Sunday to divide those two words. Those two subjects are very important and could take a long time. You can run a series on joy and a series on peace. And so rightfully so, I'd love to have a Sunday on joy and a Sunday on peace but I just ran out of time. We just had a lot going on in the program last week, and so I'm going to put it together. Don't worry, I'll be done in an hour and a half, okay? And we'll be finished. There's nothing to worry about. One, that I know that some of you have functions today and activities today, but I want you to leave the house of God with the presence of the Lord so you can go to that function with God's presence and that people will sense and be drawn to Jesus Christ through each and every one of us. But the arrival, the arrival, many call Advent, the arrival, the arrival of Christ, the, the, the arrival of Jesus. In ancient times, there were prophets that spoke concerning the arrival of Jeremiah and Micah and Zechariah. Something was written in the book of Numbers. Then also in Solomon wrote something in the book of Psalms that had... Uh, had to do with prophetic word toward the event or the arrival of Jesus. Then also, of course, there was a prophet that was labeled the messianic uh, prophet, which was Isaiah. 
There are many objects that make us think of the arrival and Jesus coming and Christmas time. Many objects that seem to be um, uh, uh, that seem to talk about or share or we visualize the central theme of the Christmas account: a stable, a manger, sheep, animals, hay, swaddling clothes, gold, frankincense, myrrh. A star. There are many characters in the biblical account of what we celebrate as Christmas. People such as Mary, Joseph, Zachariah, and Elizabeth, Herod, shepherds, wise men, little drummer boy. I just was wondering if you were listening. Frosty had no picture at all in it. it. It wasn't cold enough for Frosty. But Little Drummer Boy, of course we know. He's fictional, wonderful movie, great character. My grandsons were mesmerized as they watched on Wi-Fi in the car, watched a drummer boy in our car coming back from Cincinnati area last night. But the fact is, is that all these characters begin there. They give us the picture of the account of Christmas, celebration of Christmas. But the, the truth is, however, the most central character and purpose of Christmas is Jesus. It's Jesus and him and he alone. Honey, you leave that out. Santa's not enough and Frosty is not enough. And, uh, and, and, and nothing else, or Rudolph is not enough. Jesus brings the true joy and the true purpose and the meaning that just keeps going and going. If there ever was a gift that just keeps on giving, it's Jesus Christ. It's Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Let's go to Isaiah chapter 8, verse 18. I've never used the previous verses of Scripture in Isaiah in chapter 8. Uh, I've used many times chapter 9, but chapter 8 gives us a little bit clearer picture, or I want us to find something here in the Scripture. In Isaiah 8 and 18, Here am I and the children whom the Lord has given me. We are for signs and wonders in Egypt from the Lord of hosts. Isaiah is talking about himself and others with him that are going to, we are signs and wonders in Israel. You're signs and wonders, children of God, messengers of the Lord, to Gallia County, to, to uh, um, all the other counties, and, and Mason County, and, the, and Jackson County, Gallia County, Vinton County, wherever county you're in. You are messengers, therefore you are called to be wonders, uh, to be signs and wonders in your community. He says that, uh, that we are signs and wonders in Israel from the Lord of hosts who dwells in Mount Zion. And when they say to you, seek those who are mediums and wizards who, who whisper and mutter, should not a people seek their God? In other words, there are those in the world in what Isaiah later describes in the dark world that seek mediums and wisdom, wizards and 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 trying to go in direction of the world for seeking for understanding. He says, who whisper and mutter, should not a people seek their God? 
Shouldn't we seek our God? Shouldn't America seek their God? Instead of going to wizards and going to those uh, mediums and those, he says, shouldn't they seek their God? Should they seek the dead on behalf of the living? Well, how ridiculous seeking the dead on the behalf of the living. No, you go to the living one on the behalf of those who are living. Let me go on further. To the law and to the testimony, to the word of God, if they do not speak according to his word, is because there's no light in them. Don't you listen to anything, anybody, any type of advice, if it's not solidly grounded and rooted on the word of God, it is a bunch of darkness, it's a bunch of minutia, and it has no value at all. Even those in darkness have tried to steal and tried to rob from the truth of God's word and trying to pass it along as some original thought but the truth is the originality comes from the word of God the originality comes from God himself the one who speaks in wisdom gives us wisdom they will pass through it hard pressed and hungry and it shall happen, and when they are hungry, they shall be enraged and curse their king and their God. And look upward. Then they will look to the earth and see trouble and darkness, gloom and anguish. And they will be driven into darkness. You know, that's the thing. is just the more you go and seek your answers in the world, the more darkness you're going to run into. You're just seeking in the wrong direction. You're looking in the wrong direction. Even wise men sought the star and sought the Savior and found him because they knew that only the, this sign was an evidence that God loves the world. The world loves the world. And it's such a selfish world because they love themselves. But God came down. Emmanuel, God left the glories of heaven to come down to this earth, to this place. He really stepped down, and he really stepped below, and he stepped into our situation, our life, to bring us hope from heaven and hope from him. Do you know what I'm talking about? You see what I'm talking about? Does anybody know what I'm talking about and have experienced this truth in your life? Now let me go further. Now he's talking about darkness. He's talking about anguish. He's talking about those that be driven in the darkness. But then, then, nevertheless, the gloom will not be upon her who is distressed. And when at first he lightly esteemed the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali, and afterward more heavenly oppressed her by the way of the sea beyond the Jordan and Galilee of the Gentiles. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwell in the land of the shadow of death, upon them a light has shined. Oh my gosh. Somebody ought to, ought to get your Holy Ghost on right now and begin to glorify God and get your praise on right now because we lived in a, a world of death and darkness and now the light has shone. Amen. In the, in the land of death, God's brought opportunity and hope. Amen. And he says, upon them a light has shined. You have multiplied the nation and increased its joy. 
They rejoice before you according to the joy of harvest, as men rejoice when they divide the spoil, for you have broken the yoke of his burden and the staff of his shoulder and the rod of his oppressor, as in the day of Midian. Praise God. Anybody been liberated in the house? because of Jesus Christ the Savior. It started in Bethlehem. It started before then, but the initiation, the operation, the plan began to take place in that city of Bethlehem in a place that the world wasn't looking for, in a place the world didn't expect, but Jesus came and invaded our sphere and our world because of God's love. I feel really loved this morning. I feel really loved this morning. You know, I can reach out to people and then they tell me they love me. But when they reach out to me first and then tell me that they love me, then it means something more to me because they initiated that love. They initiated something to make it happen. Hallelujah. You're going to find a good uh, mate in life. You better find one who will initiate love to you and will give you love first before you start giving them love first. Then you know they really do care for you when they see you at your worst and they put up with you during your worst. You know what I'm talking about. When you got bad breath and when you hadn't put your makeup on, when you've been, you know, in a bad mood and upset and mad at your mom and dad and you're mad at the world and they come around and they give you love, you know that's love. Let me tell you, the Lord saw us in our condition and he saw us with our bed head and our drug filled minds and our messed up ideas and living in darkness like some crazy zombies and all of a sudden Jesus comes on the scene and he says I love you <laughs> hallelujah hallelujah praise God is this here? They rejoice. They rejoice before you according to the joy of harvest as men rejoice when they divide the spoil. For you have broken the yoke of his burden and the staff of his shoulder and the rod of his oppressor as in the day of Midian. For every warrior's sandal from the noisy battle and the garments rolled in blood will be used for burning and fuel of fire. For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. And the government will be upon his shoulder. And his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. Upon the throne of David over his kingdom to order it and establish it with judgment and justice. From that time forward, even forever, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. The angels rejoice because they see what would happen at the arrival of Jesus. We rejoice because we can see what is happening after the arrival of Jesus. The angels rejoice because they saw his arrival. Now you and I should rejoice because we can see what happens after his arrival. And what he has done in our lives and the lives of those around us. There are prophets in the Old Testament as they foretold the coming of Messiah. You know it's, it's interesting the word prophet in Hebrew. The word prophet 
in, in Hebrew, in the, there are two Hebrew words for prophet. One is nabi, which means simply to bubble over. And then, you know, they would get a word from God and then begin to bubble over in this 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 excitement, this build up, this word, and begin to bubble. Bubble up. You ever felt bubbly before? Bubbly, bubbly, bubble up. And then they would give the prophecy. Then there would be the other Hebrew word is is Rai. And it means seer. God gifted these great individuals to be able to see into the future. Even if it looked dimly to get a partial glimpse of God's plan of redemption for a broken and fallen world. But these prophets of the good news, these prophets back then maybe wasn't as good as what we've got the good news today. They had some news, but sometimes it was judgment. But you and I are prophets of the good news. We're prophets of the good news bubbling over with a message, seeing the possibilities in the God of light that brings light that we can see and be able to see clearly into the future. I'm telling you, God will give you a type of life in him that it will be bubbly, bubbling over with joy, and also it will be a life of being able to see because the light has come on. God wants us to have that energy. God wants us to be these prophets of good news. And people want to get around us and wondering what's going on with us. What's, what's going on? What's going on? You ever had someone get around you when they know you're upset or that you're mad? It, let's, let's back off. Not upset, but that you're mad. Because they want to get in with that, that energy of anger. They want to hear what's going on. They want to get into the messiness of it and give their opinion and drama and carry on. Yeah, I love drama. I love to get into other people's drama. See, that's, that's the one thing with me. See, life's got a lot of drama for me, and that's why I don't like necessarily walk, watching soap operas. Because, well, for one thing, I can't find any good use in soap operas. But the fact is, is that I don't need the drama. I got enough drama. I need some answers. I want some solutions. I, want, I don't want to grope in darkness. I want, to, I want to be able to walk in the light and be able to see. I want that. I want to be able to do that. No, do me a favor. You turn off these colored lights right here. Turn that off. See, light, joy, and peace, they, they put out. They have an ability to affect the atmosphere. Joy can be contagious, can't it? It's a contagious thing. It can, it can have something, do something with, our, with the atmosphere. But the fact is, is that joy and peace does that. Joy is kind of like a, a way to think about it. Is I don't know if you'll be able to see it, but it's kind of like these lights here. Everybody goes to a party. If you go to a party, lights are a nice thing to have, isn't it? You can see it off of me going all these different colors. I mean, even some people get so excited, they dance around them. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're having lights be flashing and say, oh, man, we're having a party. We're having a party. We're enjoying ourselves because the lights are just blank, just going all around. I'd turn this off, but i got to turn off lights later, so I don't want to give it away. 
But they, they just, boy, see how it's flashing. It gives a joy. That's when you go driving around, you actually, you and I will take an extra few minutes in our cars to drive around and see the lights. The lights in darkness. Isn't it funny how nobody really wants to go to Gal Police in the park, lights in the park when it's daytime? They want to wait till it gets dark. Then they can see all the lights and everything lit up. I got to tell you, I've been down there during the daytime, and it's a little drab, especially on a rainy day. But when the lights come on and the darkness is around, then suddenly it becomes a celebrated time of the colors and the lights and joy. But then also, peace is the light. For if we were to turn all these lights off, have you ever been in a very dark room? Really dark? So dark you couldn't see? You're looking, groping, hoping to find a light switch or something. Then all of a sudden, if you imagine being in a dark, dark room and someone turns on a flashlight, you know what happens? Why, everybody walks toward the light. Why? Because they can see where they're going and it brings a peace in your life. I believe there's some folks that need to have this flashlight and need to be able to see in the dark world that they're living in that they can have a peace that passes all understanding, a peace of knowing that you're not going to trip along the way. You can see what is around you. And I don't know around these parts. I like having a flashlight outside in the dark anyway because you don't know what's out there on four legs. Could be the neighbor's dog, you know. Have you ever been scared by a little dog before in the dark? Some of you men don't, don't admit to it, okay, because, you know, I know some of you probably scream like a girl. But I've done it. I've done it. Just a little dog. Come on. Ah! Carry on and look around and hope nobody saw me. But the darkness magnifies, makes it look worse because you don't know what's hitting you. You don't know what's coming around. But God says, I've got a light for you. And it's a light of peace that so you walk around and other people will join you because you've got the light. They'll want to be around you because you have the light. They want to hear your message because of the bubbling in you and the seeing that you have with God and be able to see Jesus is a light. He's the light. You know what is so incredible about peace is that in Isaiah says in his and he shall be called Prince of Peace. Peace in the Hebrew, it's not like peace like you and I say, it's shalom. And shalom talks about not only peace of a feeling, but a completeness. It speaks of that you be complete. That, that, that you would be, that you would prosper. That your life would be, you'd have a wellness in your life. Jesus, the Prince of Wellness. Jesus, the Prince. The Prince of Provision and Prosperity. Jesus, Shalom. Shalom, I receive. He's my peace. He's the Prince of Peace. I get my peace from Him because He's a Prince. I'm not a Prince. He's the Provider. He's the inheritance of that peace. Of him, it comes in him. And let me tell you, you won't have joy unless you have peace. 
You know what's going on. If you're unhappy, it's because you don't have a peace of mind. And, and because that's another thing, Shalom, is it's a soundness of mind. That God gives you a soundness of mind. Jesus come to bring humanity a soundness of mind. I don't know about you, but I've had those moments where that he has been the prince of Shalom in my life. And give me, can I get a witness this morning? Anybody raise your hand and say, I know what it is to, to, to be afraid, to be worried, to be overwhelmed. But then all of a sudden, there appeared this prince of shalom that began to overwhelm me and let me know that there is a way when there doesn't seem to be a way. And because of that, I have the peace. Then I can sing my song. Then I can dance my dance. And then I can celebrate and have the joy of the Lord is my strength. Yeah. Glory to God. Glory to God. I don't know. I just thought about it. Joy of the Lord is my strength. Joy is usually is expressive. We jump up and down. We carry on when we're really happy. If I handed you a million dollars, you'd be jumping up and down. Well, I don't know if you would or not. I don't know how well it would be, you know, how, if it really would be real or not, okay? If I gave it to you. But the fact is, is that you'd be jumping up. It's expressive. So the joy of the Lord is my strength. So therefore, it's active. It's moving. It's expressive. It, the joy of the Lord is your strength. Jesus Christ, he brings joy. Why? Because the angel said, he says, the angel declared to the shepherds, for unto you a child is born. He says, don't be afraid. Fear not. He says, for I come to give you good tidings of great joy. Great joy shall be unto you. And joy in our hearts and our lives because of Christ." And because of him, he... And let me tell you something about what Jesus said. Now, you know, let's back up scientifically. Did you know scientists describe darkness as an absence of light? Not as it's... It's just an absence of light. It doesn't even get notoriety. It's just absence of light. The more absence of light there is, the more darkness there is. Generally, there are shades of darkness caused by various degrees of light. For instance, when the sun sets and its light is obscured by the horizon of the earth, it begins to get dark. But darkness in the city isn't all that dark. If you go to the city, there's lights on everywhere. You know? There are street lamps and car lights and that even inside our houses there's lights that may be out, but there's the night lights or the electric clock lights or different lights that are on somewhere that kind of makes a difference in the dark. There was the light in the Old Testament of the Ten Commandments that gave us insight into the moral character of God. There, there were the lights of the prophets as they pointed to both the justice of God and the redemption of God. But then Jesus came into the world. And just as the sun popping up over the horizon, he revealed the personal nature of God and the wonderful plan of God. Yet darkness still exists in our world. People still live in ignorance of the gospel of God and his plan to redeem and restore broken people. 
There are some man-made lights. All religions promise light, but they're man-made. It's human attempts to reach God. There is materialism and sensuality and other things that promise to be a light to the soul, but they are too are man-made lights that eventually they burn out. But Isaiah said that there was a great light that would dispel the darkness. And Jesus ascribed and designated it to himself. In John 8 and 12, Jesus says, I am the light of the world. Anyone who follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Jesus didn't say that he was a light. He claims to be the light. The light that pushes back the darkness and the light that shows the way and the light that brings the, the light that brings life. When you have him, you, you've got light. Have him and life begins to make sense. Have him and experience a life that overcomes darkness. That's what we believe. That's why we celebrate Jesus Christ, the light of the world. We have peace and we have joy because of him. And some of us sitting in this audience may say, this is pretty bland, ordinary news. But the people who do not have these things, it's a very important word to them. And if we were to really search our hearts like we should search our hearts, are we in darkness or are we in the light? Are we making up some light to maybe cover, take care of some of our darkness? It's not enough. It's got to be through Jesus Christ and Him alone. You've got to commit yourself to Him. He was committed to us. Why can't we commit ourselves to Him? Because He committed Himself to us. He came down 2,000 years ago, not only being laid upon a, a formed a frame of wood in a manger as a lowly baby and a small baby in a, in a stable, but later laid upon a frame wood called the cross and died on the cross for us and raised Himself from the dead and ascended back into heaven sitting next to the Father. And you know what Jesus' conversation is to the Father? It's you and it's me. It's you you and it's me and it's you and it's me and why can't we commit ourselves to him why can't we do this if you can't and think you can't you're in darkness and you're still in darkness and you'll leave here in darkness but I want you to know the angel has declared and said for unto you a savior is given Unto you a child has given Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Jesus Christ, the light of the world. I wonder right now if you just, right now, let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we ask you, Lord, you just touch and move in this audience, this congregation. And Lord, if there's anyone here right now that needs to make commitment to you, and they can, they can just ask you, receive you as Savior. And that you will change their life. You'll do a work in them that's beyond their imagination. Of how much love that you will show to each and every one. Lord, right now, just forgive them. I want you to just pray this prayer with me out loud, everyone, if you will. And if you're sitting at your seat and you know that you need Christ in your life, 
pray this prayer and then when you leave I want you to testify tell a relative you prayed and to tell someone pray this prayer Heavenly Father in Jesus name we ask I ask you Lord to forgive me of my sins come into my life let your light shine in me I don't want to be in darkness I want to be in your light I want to live for you I believe in you I believe you died on the cross for me and that you rose from the dead and that you ascended back to the Father. I believe that. I receive that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I just wanted someone want to say a witness to say I prayed this prayer and the Lord heard me. I needed to uh, pray this prayer for salvation, for forgiveness. Just raise your hand up and let it down. Real quickly, raise it up and let it down just go ahead raise it up and let it down praise the Lord praise God God bless you amen would you give the Lord a clap offering of praise hallelujah 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 Jesus praise God praise God well we want to kind of change the order here because the kids are here the kids are back in town well, we want to do this. We want to do some arrangements. I guess all the children are with guardians and, and with the parents and such. This is what I'd like for you to do. I need a little bit of help this morning. need a couple of hospitality people that will stand at this table on the other end. I'd like, for, if you would, uh, for the worship team to come up. A little bit of music. Now, if you guys would come. And as they're coming, I'm going to give some directions on these lights. If you notice, we have some black lights that are up. We want to have a full effect. And we have what we're going to do is we're all going to come together, form a, a circle around the sanctuary. But this is how we'll do it. It says, I'm going to dismiss you certain areas. And you'll go to the back of the wall and make your way around the room to right here. And the reason why I do that because we don't want folks just coming diving up here.